Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden Everybody and welcome back to the Urban Homestead uh, Radio Podcast. I'm Tom Sweeney, and today I get to do something that I did last year that I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun to be able to in, uh, interview the individual members of the Dervais family and the, uh, the originators of the Urban Homestead, and I learned a lot about them and the homestead, maybe stuff that I'd never known before and maybe stuff I should not have ever asked and uh, have regretted since. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but today we're going to do the same thing because apparently those podcasts were extremely popular. So thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and is listening. I'm more and more growing every day and the numbers are climbing consistently. But those were extremely popular and actually there were a lot of requests to do them again. So this <laughs> podcast is going to be the first of three for this year. Mm-hmm. And this time, uh, Anna Easter Vase has decided to go first. She's the first victim this year for being interviewed individually uh, and answering questions from some of the folks out there who've been listening, but also answering questions that just pop into my head. And it's kind of um. neat because I, I finally get to ask some things that I've always been thinking while listening to help record the podcast, but don't always get to ask. <laughs> So this will be a lot of fun. So, Annie, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. So I'm on the I'm on the chair today, right? You're on the, the hot seat. Hot yes, seat, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me ask you uh, because part of the comments from the last time that we did this was that it wasn't very, you know, uh, edgy. It wasn't very <laughs> investigative. It seemed kind of like softballs. I was just throwing softballs at you. Uh, they weren't really softballs just for everybody who's li- listening because what we asked mm-hmm. and what we decided on were the best was the best approach was very specific because part of what you guys are trying to do is help others do the same thing, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's been the mission all along is this, you know, um, sharing what, you know, what our journey with others and so and inspiring others and, 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 and continuing to inspire others. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's what my dad set out to do and that's what we hope to continue so so do you feel like you know 
a year later from being interviewed, do you guys feel like you're actually starting to not only continue but maybe expand it a little bit? Um, I hope so. I mean, it's it's been um, a struggle because it's like there's been so much to get through. There's that one year sort of went by after he passed away. Um, a lot happened and then a lot didn't seem to happen. So we're sort of getting back to a new normal now. Um, but I still feel behind. Like, I mean, it's it's May and I haven't put any of my workshops up. People are just like, when are you gonna have a workshop? Um, and I keep saying, oh, next week, next week. And I never get around to doing that. So that's a little frustrating for me is to have so much. I mean, I have my clipboard here and it's just, you know, full of to-dos and, and workshops and, and, and things like that. And it's frustrating for me to not be able to do everything because you know, we're still kind of behind um, and getting ahead on, and, and yeah, so it's, yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> so I, be, I feel bad, I'm like, okay, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, but then I do, I am working another job. So that's a little challenge. I'm not, the homestead is not my, you know, complete set of work right now. Right. Um, so that's been a challenge. Working the cafe, which they say, oh, you know, you're good at what you do. We like to have you do, it even more good at what you do and <laughs> yeah. so um you know if it was something so foreign like um, i don't know if it was something the thing is the, the the line of work falls into what i like to do food and food farm to table sort of stuff so developing soups for the for the for the restaurant and and preparing and and, and the dishes to go out and stuff like that so it's sort of a challenge because it's something like i'm not averse to doing but then it takes up a lot of my time so when i get home I'm a little tired, <laughs> a lot tired, and I'm not able to do a lot of the urban homestead work, which I'm very frustrated at, so. And so it's like, a, sort of like the shoemaker has, the shoemaker's son has the worst shoes, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah, and so, and irony is, I cook all day, I get home, I'm too tired to cook, and there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's all, there's a, there's all this stuff right in the backyard, here. and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's okay. I'm it too tired. It's so beautiful, does it? I think no. I'll take a nap. I know, <laughs> and, it, and it is beautiful. Justin did a really good job. I mean, the garden is really coming along. Um, we had good rain. Well, not when I say good rain. Some rain this winter, so, um, yeah. I mean, it's off to a good start, but we'll see, you know. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of improvements, and it's it's getting there. So uh, it's impressive. Yeah, it's I mean, really... I, I watch you know the work that he does and yeah. how hard he yeah, works. Yeah, I feel like so, he does it all by himself. Well, pretty much. We've had some volunteers come in on Sundays, but I mean, the majority of the farm boxes and stuff, Justin's doing pretty much all himself, and so it's frustrating to you know to have almost two jobs, and so that's where I'm in kind of trying to struggle with that I'm struggling with that so yeah but you know I mean from a year ago mm -hmm. from when I re you know recorded the first interview with you to now mm -hmm. not only is the, the, the homestead and the other property starting to blossom and mm -hmm. things are being improved and now you guys are doing you've already done some shops you've mm -hmm. had some more tours yeah. you've made another appearance now mm -hmm. France 5 mm -hmm. finally I guess mm -hmm. we just found out yes, today yes. just finally launched again <laughs> finally okay so and and the course uh, with with Downtown Farmer from mm -hmm. the Country Music Channel yeah. and all of these things. So, you know, for as behind as you feel, yeah. does it, it seems like you're getting a lot done still. Just that's the true, same. that's true. I just haven't done the workshops maybe so much. And that's, you know, I like, you know, 
having classes, but you know, it's getting there. It just, what it is, it takes time to make the poster, make the event. And so I just have to kind of sit down and block out everything and just kind of, but I'm, I'm all, almost freaked out. Like, oh, it's, it's almost half a year still. <laughs> and this is the perfect time. Like from May till like September is good slot to have workshops. So then it gets too cold and holidays and stuff like that so is that because of outside you do them outside do it outside we're trying to work on the garage that's our you know a project that um we're hopefully maybe fundraise for or something to make it a more of a permanent workshop space that people could just come in i can just go in and and just have a workshop you know at, at any time anybody could you know open the door and, and use the room so use this space so that's one of our projects is um making that more of a community space putting a a, a floor that's easy to clean because it's pretty you know well, it's hard to clean yeah it's a garage so it's hard to clean so it's making it more you know community friendly workshop space so we're getting there um justin wants to move the the there we have two massive stainless steel refrigerators in there and one of my suggestions or our suggestions was um we have so many farm box subscribers we could easily get a third refrigerator however the energy that those stainless steel restaurant style um, refrigerators suck out is um, pretty intense so we were looking at the we have a cellar and so we we're thinking of maybe converting the cellar into a cool room um, where like um, so there's a there's a product on the market that takes if you have an AC and you insulate the walls, AC unit and you insulate the walls, you can make a any room a like a cold, a cold storage room. So we're thinking of maybe that would be more efficient than you know two, three stainless steel refrigerators. So that maybe would be in the next project. Um, and it's already cooler down there anyways, and it'd be perfect for packing. So I'm um, thinking about maybe putting a fundraising page for that. Um, because yeah, I like to, yeah, like people like raising and people, you know, um, donated for the the fridges. And so instead of asking for another one, maybe this would be a more efficient option and more space. And um, yeah, because I think those stainless steel refrigerators are sucking a lot of power. So yeah, there's nothing like using geothermal. I mean, yeah. You're already, already doing solar and mm -hmm. gray water and all that stuff. So I guess the only thing you haven't tapped really yet is geothermal. No. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's perfect. It's already a cellar anyways. And it's walk. It's should be at what sellers usually stay at the same temperature. What is it, sixty some or, or something like that? And so it's already. Whereas a garage, and when it's hundred degrees in the, in, or hundred and ten degrees, and the sun is baking, those poor refrigerators. And it's not. And the garage doesn't have AC, so they're really trying to crank out to keep the produce cold. So that might be a better, more sustainable option. And the the thing that we're looking at, the Coolbot, it's they're using them in in um, the um, you know, around the world, farmers are using it to take, you know, uh, a storage, you know, either um, a storage, uh, what they call it, container and, and making it in a walk-in refrigerator. They're, you know, using it to convert rooms to, to make it fall. So I was like, hey, why don't we do the cellar? So that'd be the next project, I think. And that way we can open up the farm box program to more people because um, people are clamoring. Um, to, list, yes, right? we have a waiting list. And we, oh, yeah, it's... And we don't even advertise, so um, yeah, it's a good program. People love it, so. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there was a, you went to a convention some time ago um, that was about sustainability and, and farming and things mm -hmm. like that. 
And you made a comment, you, you mentioned that there were some people who had been doing it maybe as long as you guys had, mm -hmm. and they they basically got on stage and said, you know, okay, this was really good, now we're going to move on to something else. Yeah. And, and you know, we never really got to explore that a little more, and it really caught my attention because one of the things I know that you guys are working on is a book talking about what happens when you do this for this long and what to watch out for, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if you could just kind of comment on you know, what you heard and how, you, how that happened and who mm -hmm. they were and uh, what you think about that. Yeah, um, it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, I don't know, it was not a sad sort of, I guess it was a sad moment um, because it was the Eco Farm Conference up in Asilomar, and they've been doing it for like 38 years up there. And that would have been the third time being there, two times as presenters uh, back, I think, 2000 and wow, oh, man, I don't, I, my memory doesn't, is it, I think 2004, and then again in 2009 or 10, I can't remember. But um, dad went 2004, presented, and then came back a couple years later and he had the main hall and he was the guest, uh, one of the main keynote speakers and got a standing ovation and, and that was pretty powerful. Um, so actually when I went up to Eco Farm again by myself, a lot of people recognized me and they were like, well, how's the family? You know, sorry to hear about your dad and hope, they were hoping that, you know, maybe they'd see us there again presenting. That's which is a possibility, you never know. But um, but it, it was good to go as just li you know listening and absorbing uh, people's you know techniques and, and and their stories. And yeah, it was interesting that two of the presenters that I happened to listen to um, they started ten years ago. So that was probably about the time two thousand and nine where the homegrown revolution or little film was creating a really big buzz and people were. You know the urban farming movement was was really happening at that time and so everybody was getting into it um and so yeah we're at like like this 10 year that's what they were saying they've been doing it for 10 years so it's probably around that time and um and the the people there the two of them said you know that they scaled back one of them is scaling back they had can't remember this I have my notes somewhere else but they had X amount of acres and they scaled back to, to even less because number one they got tired of doing it um, they want to do something else one of the presenters just basically said that they're moving on and they're not doing any of it anymore um, they're just done with that um, phase and their that journey it was you know fun while they did and you know and so that was, I kind of sat there and was kind of like sad because it was, I'm sort of feeling that kind of too, where it's, you know, we're second generation um, farm, you know, farmers or homesteaders and you, and it is tiring uh, and it, you burn out. And yeah, and you sometimes wish, you know, wow, you know, you could do something else, but then what's the future of, farming or homesteading come to when you're when you hit that wall um and some people say you know that this was was fun while it lasted and we're, we're done and you know we want to travel the world now um but yeah i mean er and everybody does it for different reasons you know i'm not saying that you know they should continue to do it but it made me wonder and question um you know what 
you know, the chapters of this, these, these chapters in, of, of, of urban farming or, these, or homesteading in America or homesteading in cities, these chapters, um, you know, can we sustain, you know, if people give up or people say it's too much trouble or it's too much work or it's too much money, and it is, it's, I'm not saying it isn't. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, it kind of gave me thought to, a lot to ponder it's like oh you know yeah I remember 10 years ago it was it was it was exciting it was not new but it was happening um, I'm not saying it's not now but it's you know the, that 10 year run you're 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 faced with reality <laughs> and reality sometimes not pretty um, and yeah you're wondering too and I often wonder like you know it is easy to just say you know you know you could sell this place I mean we could sell in Pasadena and we can sell this place and it's that is that the is that the answer i don't know um so so yeah left me want to wonder and one of the gentlemen there which gave me the opposite side of the coin he he was his family's been farming since 18 something he and so i don't know what generation he'd be fifth generation he was an older gentleman and he said you can't consider yourself sustainable if you're not around in 10 20 40 years so, for those who are saying they're sustainable farming, where they're going to be, to be sustainable if they're not, and so it was like, yeah, so if you're not around in 10, 20, 40, 100 years, is it sustainable? So he gave that question, and I think as being his, his wisdom and his, his coming at it, you know, fifth generation, sixth generation farmer, to say that, I think it was a very... A good observation and it and it's good to to think about um, for us and for those who are starting or have started or in you know five years of homesteading or farming or ten years twenty whatever part or milestone in the, in their journey is is you know what what is the future and you know the future of farming um, future farming in, in California um, sorry sucks because you know you have to be rich there's no um, the acres that you want they're far away from the city um so yeah it's not um and then if you are farming on uh empty lot that's not yours you know the owner could always take it away from you which happened to quite a few people here in los angeles so um yeah the future of farming is sort of um it's evolving and, and it is something to think about and so i, I was wondering too it's like so yeah what is the future of this what is this you know what is the what is the generations you know what's what is the future of the homestead here in Pasadena uh, what does it look like in in 20 years I don't know so yeah well you guys have been at it for 30 years now right? yeah we've been here 30 years um, dad homesteaded back in 72 when he immigrated to New Zealand so had a homestead in New Zealand then he had his homestead in Florida, 10 acres there. Then he came out here. So, um, yeah, so we're continuing that. Um, but, yeah, it is, it is hard because things in California cost money. Um, it's, it's, and to make improvements to the homestead, I mean, 30 years, you know, you need a new paint job. You need to make improvements, especially if you have people coming. So, um, you know, farm boxes are great for some things, but they don't they don't supply enough funds for the outreach part. And so that's a challenge. You can sustain maybe your family, kinda, um, 
but any larger work or thing you, you need you know different source of income or or, or funds for that matter so, sure, sure. Yeah. well so do you think that it comes down to each person really I mean you can talk about the farming industry and that's always going to be you can talk about business mm -hmm. right so that, that's dollars and cents mm -hmm. and anytime you talk about an industry you're talking about dollars and cents not really about what the industry is is it profitable and can it and it can it be sustained so but when you're talking about homesteading, mm -hmm. and then correct me if I'm wrong, you're really talking about a way of life, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so while you have to be conscious of the business side of it because things cost money and mm -hmm. things break down and yeah. you have to plan for the future, especially if you're gonna do it for long haul, mm -hmm. you're really talking about changing the way you just think and do things. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, and there's nothing wrong with what those people de no. decided. I mm -hmm. mean, everybody's allowed to That's choose what I said. Path, Every, yeah, right? of course. You know, you, you, there's, yeah, you, you close a book. Sometimes, you know, I've seen it in the blogging world. Uh, you know, they come come to a point where they say, you know, it was it was good and they were popular and they're time to close up shop. So it is a cho it is a choice. It's something we can should, you know, that could be possible. I'm not saying on the table for us too. It's not a not a wrong answer. You know, people like I said, bloggers have. I've said, you know, it was nice and, and then we're moving on. So is that something that, you know, that the, that the urban homestead does too? I don't, I don't know. But then you do want it to be sustainable and you want us to be still here like that other gentleman said. So there's a lot to weigh and it's, it's sort of heavy um, to figure out the future. Like I said, the long haul, uh, the, the homestead has been here 30 years. Um, you know, it can only sustain one family ish you know in a certain in certain aspects so yeah it's it's there's a lot keeps me up sometimes at night trying to figure out everything because um, there's a lot I want you know like to do but then um, you can all you can only do so much and um, you can't do everything so one thing you're gonna lose something like when, uh, I referred to that um, documentary I saw up in Eco Farm was Dolores um, it was about Dolores Huerta of, uh, she was hurt uh, with uh, Cesar Chavez and she was influential in the, in the farm uh, workers um, and getting them, you know, heard. But she also had a family and at that time, they, she chose to make a change the world and she did change the world. And unfortunately her family suffered um, and they understood they had interviewed the kids and they were they understood that you know the mom made sacrifices they all made sacrifices to make the world a better place so it's it's not so cut and dry um, it's not easy uh, I, like I said it's trying to figure it out I don't know if there's any right answer so I guess we're at the figuring out stage um, yeah but I mean yeah <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know I just like so much yeah, yeah it sounds like you're trying to figure it out yeah you know we've talked about this before too uh, in the process of working on your book mm -hmm. you know you talk about sustainability being you know the plants the animals the house mm -hmm. the property the taxes the mm -hmm. business the money and then of course with this fella that you met the five generation fella he's mm -hmm. talking about generations yeah. so mm -hmm. one of the things you mentioned that you guys are still struggling to figure out is the next generation right after yeah. you yeah that's the, the legacy is is you know it's like now you know you did this you, you grew up doing this and and then it's now what um 
basically worked the you know the homestead's beautiful and it's it's nice and stuff then it's then it's like okay you know <laughs> uh you know we we got it you know we have it in our care after dad passed and so it's like okay so who who does it pass on to so that's something that we're you know uh kind of come to the in our minds is like yeah who who's it pass on to because you know it is beautiful we did create something blood sweat and tears we created something that you know millions from around the world look at and are inspired i you know get i just got you know we get emails from you know south africa and just people you know touching emails and so um yeah this this little pl this little piece of property you know did change the world and so it's uh yeah i like to see it you know stick around and change you know continue to change the world and, and inspire people so at least inspire people yeah right? mm -hmm. so so really you're talking about the three of you building your own families but there's only one house here <laughs> that's the challenge right yeah that's a challenge so that's when that's when the, the money comes in that's hence the second job um, because it does cost it, it, it yeah well, now, it does. It does cost work, money. Double shifts, and then you come home and you work at the, on the urban homestead continuously. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, at some point, you know this, right? When mm -hmm. you're planting garden, you have to make space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So at some point, you have to make space for somebody, right, mm -hmm. to be able to build a family. Right. So what are the plans for that? Yeah. I mean. I am trying that. I didn't know I was going to be stuck. Okay. <laughs> that was the good news, bad news. I know. Like, first, so you get, you get zapped with I know, no, no. I'm just saying the good news, you know, like I said, the, the, the work at that cafe, we, you know, we love what you do. You're amazing. You know, we wouldn't, you know, give this responsibility to anybody else. You know, sort this of thing. This is part of being sustainable. I mean, it's part of, you know. Yeah. And so... Okay, so let's... Well, I have gone out. I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't no, no, gone no. out, but... No, no, you don't have but... to go into details like that. And yeah, what I'm just... saying is, <laughs> how do you have time? Weekends. That's called weekends. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go. We, we just fight. Yeah. Um, it's called weekends, so we make time. Um, we make time for going out with friends, you know. Went out, there you go. We went out with friends for pizza. Um, went to a music festival. And so yeah, we make time. So it's it's weekends, yeah, if we can do it. Yeah. So we do make time. Actually, that's one of the things that came to the forefront is, you know, yes, there's work. Yes, there's homestead work. And maybe that's why I haven't got around to the homestead work because I am doing the other, um, you know, hang, you know, uh, hanging out. But you know, uh, going. going with friends, being with friends. So yeah, uh, that's another reason probably the homestead work has not got all the attention because then on weekends I tried to make time for the people in our lives so um, that's one thing after dad passed was to appreciate the people in our lives and spend time with them so if they you know if there's something we can do with somebody we will try our best to do it so yeah and, and I think that and this is just my my observation right with any new routine mm -hmm. Right, you're trying to you're trying consciously to make space in mm -hmm. your life for this to happen. Right, mm -hmm. you're trying to plant that seed and let it grow. Mm -hmm. Right, and so you have to try a different spot in the yard. You have to try and water it a little bit less or a little bit more. You have to try to give it a more sunny spot. You have mm -hmm. to, and so until you find your stride, it, it kind of feels frustrating and weird. Right. Yeah. And so that that just seems like that's what you guys are 
trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. Would that be close to it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're trying to make space. I mean, we did have, you know, we had the Friday night dinners, which I hope to bring back again. That was fun, just to have people sit around the table and and connect. We did that with this last weekend with uh, the open silo, and that was nice to just have like-minded people and and just connect and because it is it is a lonely. You know, we're all in insular in our own. You know, LA is just you can get lost. So it's good to to just you know. I think that was our first potluck we had uh, open to the public in a long time. So that was good, and it was nice to 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 do that again. And I had one lady come, and she remembered the potlucks like 15. <laughs> she was like 15, 20 years ago. She remembered them, and wow. she used to come. And we were, you know, she's like, "You were like 15." I'm like, "Okay, I'll take that." But okay, <laughs> you know, she's like, "You were just young." So, um, but yeah, so that was good. I mean, she was a that was from like yeah back in 2001. Um, she, she used to come so it's good to reconnect with people because you know people move on and, and lives come back together and then one gentleman he came to the potluck and I hadn't seen him in oh man since must have been like nine years and he helped us build the cob oven and, and he's oh, back wow. in town and I was like wow I remember you so it was, it was good to see um, you know old faces and and uh and meet new ones too so I, I that's that's where we you know not only growing food but growing community and it's like making space for that so that's my challenge is because i'm around people at the cafe all day sometimes i do not want to see people or i don't want i'm like no don't talk to me don't say anything yeah don't say anything but then it's a challenge and, and somebody asked me you know not to say that it was a bad thing i was like oh i kind of didn't want to go to this this gathering and it's like oh, I don't want to really go and the person was like well then don't go and I said well the thing was that that's the easy way out and so going was not a challenge for me but it was something that I didn't want to do but I thought I should do it because I didn't want to do you were pushing yourself pushing myself yeah exactly so in a sense I didn't want to go but I did it anyways because and it was good I'm glad I went but um, just because it is uh, farming's hard work. It, we joke we're you know I was at the LA Farmers Guild meeting and it's like yeah there was these farmers that were almost within uh, five minutes of each other in Malibu and they were they were joking they barely see each other <laughs> so because they're just working their butts off and and same here so yeah it's it's farm life is is a hard life but and the animals yeah. and the plants don't care what you have on your schedule. No exactly so yeah. I, I remember that from the first podcast. Yeah. yeah getting so. up in the morning because they start mm-hmm. yelling at yes, you. Yes, they're like, oh, that, yeah, that one duck. She still purchases. Every if She's I'm not there, yes, really? if I'm not out there, if I'm not out there early enough, <laughs> if I'm not, because like I said, the time starts to change because the sun, the uh, you know, as we go longer, the day, so it's like maybe now at 5.30 it's maybe now 5.45 whatever it's a couple minutes and she's perched up there with the with the chickens like looking out the window like come on, come on woman open up the ding door <laughs> it's time I know the duck chop, that chop. thinks she's a chicken yeah so that's hilarious yeah, so. well yeah I mean every episode every time it, it, it's you know it's pretty consistent mm-hmm. you've got to really want to do this yeah and so every five years from mm-hmm. what we've been talking about with the book, you, mm-hmm. you kind of have to almost reinvent yourself. Yeah. And so when you reinvent yourself, it seems like that's where 
you take stock in, okay, what is the next priority? Mm -hmm. uh, what do we want to do? And so uh, now working on building families and mm -hmm. you've got to build the, the revenue to be able to support the families mm -hmm. and you've got to have property for everybody to be able to enjoy their family, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah. that just seems like, okay, yeah, a growing pain. Yeah, totally, yeah. And yeah, it is, so there's a lot of growing pains. Um, yeah, anything is, is, is growing pain, so. And every year, even without, let's say, even without all the drastic changes of, you know, dad passing and then three other close friends passing and the animals passing all in within less than a year. Um, even without that, every year for farmers are growing pains because every year is a different year. There's never going to be the same year. So, I mean, in a sense, like the, the, the cafe job is pretty consistent. I mean, meaning you're serving, the, you're going to serve the same food until you change the menu. It just depends on how much you're going to serve. So whether it be a busy day or slow day, but within farming, the year can be completely different and it could be good. It could suck. Or it could be just mediocre. So you never know. So every year is, is almost, yeah, every year is just, just you're rolling the dice and see what what comes i mean you you do your part you you know work you plant you you know do that but it's all it's all nature takes over at, at some point and you're at that at the mercy for that so sometimes yeah especially with farming yeah you know it's so funny because it sounds like a marriage <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it is I, it is I a know. marriage no it is a marriage of this it is a marriage with the soil of the land you're you know you're caretaking living plants living animals and you're and yourself too so yeah it is um anything good um anything is and yeah even if you, you know you're married to your job it's it's a lifestyle it's a it's a union of of this you know this this lifestyle yeah right and it, so my point was that you know you kind of have to decide every day that you're in love with that person in a marriage mm -hmm. or else you start to argue a lot mm -hmm. and you start to slowly grow apart, right? Yeah. So the same thing would be true here. And so it seems like, well, I guess you could say the same thing for everything. I right? think same thing for me. Like, you know, any job, you have to love your job. You have to love what you do. Yeah. You have to love what you do because people say, why you do it? They must, you gotta love it. So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Well, part of it, it's in our genes. I can't help it. <laughs> Are you blaming your dad? Uh, no, I'm blaming yeah. the. That's a dad. I just I'm your blaming great 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 great, great grandpappy. Grand, yeah. Grandpappy, yeah. 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 So, it's in our genes to grow things. Grow things beautiful. I've always had a passion for, you know, planting. You know, since I was a kid, I wanted, you know, beg dad to give me some wildflower seeds so I can plant in the garden back in on the ten acres in Florida. I remember buying going to the store and um, begging my mom to buy a violet, a, you know, one of those violet plants because I wanted, I, I, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was plant and flower happy and I'd grow, I'd draw, you know, cards, you know, I'd make cards for the people at church, Mother's Day, thank you cards, whatever, and I'd, I'd draw flowers on it. So it's, it's part of our genes. I don't think I can get, we can't get rid of it. Um, you know, that the Dervais Nursery did develop roses and and landscaped the palace and so it's in our genes for good so that i can't get rid of so i would plant flowers on the moon if i did because that's just going to be in my genes i just 
plant flowers. Figure out a way. There's no way I'm, I'm gonna get rid of that. And then, and cooking. Um, the other side of the family, French, Belgian, love to cook, so can't get rid of that either. So, um, yeah. And hello Some of to us, all the people in France <laughs> listening. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I can't get rid of that either. So, um, yeah, I mean, our, our family is, is a lot of has a lot to do with genes. They were they were they were um, nurserymen, um, painters. Um, um, royal corsetaires, uh, they would make corsets um, for in Belgium, bras and, and corsets for stuff. So lace, I love you know I love you know sewing frilly things stuff. So a lot has to do with jeans, uh, and you can't kind of do away with that. So so part of me when you said why do you do it, it's, part of me I can't help it. <laughs> okay, well, what's the other part? <laughs> I love it. Uh, just to create beauty, I think it's that, um, you know what I mean, when you go outside and you look outside and the stuff is beautiful and you created something from, you know, that you took your spot, a little patch of property and, and, and made it into something that's nice. Um, I think that just gives you one, one satisfaction. Um, I'm often reminded of, um, Somebody did ask me that, and um, he had brought up, he had sent me um, an email, and it was kind of funny, because he he'd copied and pasted quotes from The Little Prince, and I thought that was unusual that he just threw, picked that out and sent it to me, because one of Dad's book, favorite books was The Little Prince, and I have actually Dad's copy from college. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have The Little Prince, and I read it as a kid. and. Uh, and so that was like way, you know, when we were going through a challenging time, he had sent me these links and, and I remember, yes, one of the, the quotes that, that kind of like remind me like why I'm doing what I'm doing is because it said in the, in the book, um, you're responsible for what you've tamed. And so this is a responsibility because we tamed this, this patch of this patch of earth so yeah so that's you know when people ask and I was you know we struggle it's not easy I mean there's some days we're just <laughs> yeah I wouldn't say the language which goes through my head but I was just like <laughs> you know this is yeah they keep it clean it's yeah I mean it's sometimes it's like what the no 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 you know it's like you know and 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 wondering um and searching so yeah it's it's a struggle so and I think um we try to keep it real. It's not always going to be perfect, um, and it's a challenge. So it's 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 a struggle because it is a family. It's a family business, and it's a family um, project that has inspired people. So it's it's three almost three entities. And when we lost our dad, we lost three sort of entities: a father, uh, the business guy, and the founder. So. Um, it's it's a lot to deal with and so yeah i mean i don't know if we're dealing with it all just yet because like i said you can't stop nature you have to grow you know your if you want to eat you got to grow your food so um i don't know it's 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 interesting you know um just you know you just take it day by day some days it's sucks and some days it's beautiful so well, it's beautiful every day. It's whether you <laughs> well, enjoy, I mean, it's you're enjoying okay. it at that Exactly. Moment. Some days are okay. Are low. Some days are low days. You have to admit it. And not, it's not going to be. 
sunshine. Hey, you don't get sunshine unless, you know, gas California, but <laughs> the sun doesn't shine all the time. Right. And yes, there are dreary days and there are rainy days and there are cold days and there are low days. So yes, there are, they have been many. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> thank you very much for sharing because I know um, you, I, you weren't prepared for what I was going <laughs> to ask and so I think you're handling it very, very well. So, well, I have to keep it. I mean, yeah, I mean, talk to me. I mean, my friends know. Talk to me. Talk to me with the mic off and, and uh, they'll, they'll hear, they'll, they have many a stories I have told them. So. Well, this, that'll be for uh, <laughs> listeners who win, win certain contests yeah, they, yeah. to come and meet you and listen to you tell those Date stories. Date with the Derveys. Yeah, right, Derby. right. So would you, who would you say is starting to become the visionary? Because I think that was the third role, really, that your father had. Mm -hmm. He was the father and the business person, but he also was the visionary. And I'm just curious, are all three of you doing that now, or do you feel like one of you is actually doing it better? Um... That one's a hard one to, to, to answer because um, I think right now we're on like the sort of stable, uh, like the, I don't know, like the ship was sinking and we're just at st stabilized ship mode. So I'm not sure if we're, we really uh, figured that out yet or if we want to do it. I don't know if that's something I want to do either. Um, I'll do it when I have to, but I don't know if. Not have to, so that's a bad word. Not bad word, but that's uh, not have to. Is huh. that what you meant? Yeah. Um, I'll do it, but I don't. We'll see. I don't know. We don't. I don't know if that's that's been sewn yet. I think it's still developing. We'll see. I. I, I mean, at Justin's, you know, the interviews. He's taking over really well. I mean, he's good. come out of his yeah, shell, so, hasn't he? Yeah. Good for that, because I don't want to, I don't actually, I prefer not talking. <laughs> so, I prefer not to talk so much. So, um, that's good. So, good for him, because I don't, I'm, I'd rather he take the interview. I'm not, I don't like, I think I said I'll do it when I have to, meaning I have to, like if I have people over and, and you know, have the kids over, um, yeah, I'll do that. I, I enjoy that, but um, whether I want to do that all the time, no, I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, that was kind of your dad's specialty, right? Yeah, he, he was good at that. He would people for yeah. hours yeah. and hours, mm -hmm. and, and he had the knowledge base, and he mm -hmm. had the skill, you know, to back up what yeah. he was saying, and you guys have the same knowledge and the same skill. Yeah, it just so takes a lot out of us. Uh, just, I mean, mentally, and it just, you know, not to say, but after those events, we're wipe because it's just the people are just they're 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 hungry for you know you know hungry for answers and hungry for inspiration and it takes a lot so i think that's what is to keep your space so you don't you know don't drown because <laughs> you need you gotta yeah you gotta you can't yeah, you gotta, you gotta just—it's a balance, and that's the finding the balance. That's a, that's what we're trying to figure out. So, right. uh, we're willing to give, but then you can only give so much, and then you, you know, there's nothing left at the end of the well. So, um, you got that that balance of giving and yet filling at the same time. So, um, sometimes it's nice to just you know not to have to answer or just be at an event or be at somebody's house, and they're not. You know, it's just like you're 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 relaxing, you're talking about I don't know, 
a movie or music or something silly and not having to, I guess in that, I'll call that, I guess consultation, I'm not sure if it's a consultation sort of mindset where you're just answering questions and, and, and giving advice and answering questions and giving advice. And so it, it's work. It is work. So um, well, that's you know. a challenge. So it's just to, to, to step away from that um, and, and give the, our mind a rest because, you know, we have to actually stop ourselves because, like I said, we can fall into just, you know, talking too and helping others. But then we have to step back and say, you know, we have to, you know, fill the well after a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, anything, any speaker, any entertainer, any, mm -hmm. you know, musician, mm -hmm. or artist or celebrity, eventually they need to go and recharge yeah. somewhere, revitalize mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it seems like and this may be my dime store psychology <laughs> coming in, you know. Um, but there are t some people who actually become more energized the more that they get to share what they're passionate about. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now, don't take this the wrong way. I, I have seen the passion that you guys have mm -hmm. for what you do. Mm -hmm. And so there's no doubt about that. However, um, it seems like your dad thrived. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a different... To people. Yeah. Everybody has a different personality. I guess what? We'd be... What introvert? Uh, there's a there's extrovert. a there, extrovert, but there no. There's a new. I just a friend just told me there's a new term now, oh. where th they combine the terms so you can be both. I, I oh she just told me that on Sunday. Intro, extra. Something like that. There's a new term. I was like that's me, and she's that way too. But um, yeah, I forget they came up with a new term. Oh darn, I can't think of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can always tell if you love doing something because you're you'll be completely exhausted, mm -hmm. and somehow what you love comes up as a topic, mm -hmm. and, and then you're back to you know, the, you're I know. At the edge of the seat, oh, leaning forward, talking, yeah. almost starting to shout and getting excited, yeah. but just you know, 30 seconds ago you were I ready know. to pass exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like someone would come over to to the house mm -hmm. and start asking your dad questions mm -hmm. after he'd been in the garden all day mm -hmm. in the sun mm -hmm. ready to lay down and take mm -hmm. a nap and he would just go for no hours he liked that yeah he liked that and that's what people loved i mean they remember and like i said people come up that's what they remember just the engaging um that he would do in the stories and make everybody made everybody feel welcome so well he wanted to be a minister didn't he uh, he started off well no first he was a teacher teacher okay. he was a teacher so that that the teaching um that he was a teacher for in new orleans he was a teacher then he came and he taught in florida um at high school and then college and he came out here and attended attended a college two years for theology so but yeah so he was basically the early part of his years were teaching and so that's why he was such a good uh presenter is because he could engage he got you know kids they i think that he was a one of their favorite teachers so i think the the teaching um aspect when he when he was in, out of college definitely made who he was today and what he was then yeah well i mean i know for sure a lot of that has rubbed off because <laughs> you guys especially now that you're more comfortable doing the podcast you're really good at sharing information and sharing stories yeah. So do you, do you feel like the podcast is actually making a difference? Um, I think from what I hear, people are liking it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question. Do people like it? Okay, yes. yeah, good, yeah. Do you think it's making a difference? Um, it's helping us tell our story without, um, 
you know, I used to blog a lot more, so this is keep, get, giving people who are curious updates, I guess, of what's going on. So I think it's helping, um, you know, share our stories. And, and that's what life is about, what's people for generations and generations have been doing, telling their story. So this is a form of storytelling, so yeah. So the answer is yes. Yes. You think it's making a difference, that's cool. Especially since they're up there, you know, for anyone to listen to and anyone mm -hmm. for any point if anyone's brave enough to go back from the beginning and listen all the uh, way to they the have they have and I've had people come up to me I've had people come up to me in the cafe too oh my you're that 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 yeah yeah that that that, that. you know I, I kind of <laughs> uh, we just listened to your podcast it was so great uh, yeah good I'm glad you like it so and then they'll remember I mean they'll remember things and oh I like that story that you told and and, and that was funny and and they'll come up so that's good that I don't even remember it so um how does that make you feel when they do that I I I, I think that it, it makes me feel good that you know that we've maybe uh, touched somebody somehow who was you know you know somebody who one lady wrote she had just lost her mom um, so she could relate I think that's relating with people I think that that when you can relate and they can relate back that's when you know you're um, you're doing you know doing it okay I guess <laughs> I don't would you would you be even brave enough to say that you think that maybe makes it worth it yeah it's, it definitely makes it worth it um, even though it's a challenge to schedule all the time uh, <laughs> weekly podcasting does get you know didn't we just record one and what can we, um, yeah it, it is and yeah, I mean, we like the feedback. I have to say that helps us to keep going because, you know, we're living our somewhat own little world. You know, we work, um, we go about our day. Sometimes we don't, you know. So it does help that people do take time to give us feedback because it, it does help. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with the number of people listening. And I'm, <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked too. Been, I just, well, no, no, we're I'm not even shocked. advertising. No, shocked. I mean, like, we don't even advertise. I don't even, and, and it's like the numbers, I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's just nice to see that there's still people who care. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not just about the homestead, no. but about homesteading as a, as a way of life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't have to be. I think, and I know you've said this, you don't have to be completely sustainable no. yourself. Mm -mm. If you just do a little bit, mm -hmm. it goes a long way. Yeah, I was telling the kids that um, they just came from Learning Works. I had a group from Boyle Heights and um, another the next day I had from Pasadena. And these were a great group of kids. One of my best best groups I've had in a while. Sometimes I can get to, I, I get a reaction after maybe midway, maybe at the end. These, these kids were just like on fire when they first walked onto the property. I was like, got him so uh, it was like made my job easier they were just like really excited and it was good because then I feed off them and then we start to talk so we talked about social justice we talked about food justice we talked about animal justice so we were just like it was hot and it was good um but it was um yeah it was good that what was I saying oh gosh <laughs> what was the question you just asked well, the kids, you know, oh, geez. Oh, right. I, yes, that's right. Sustainable. There we go. Thank so, you. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I was so excited that I had, they were real. I'm still, I'm still really, really, really happy with that group. They made my, they made my day. So, they come back now. yeah, I, I love that group. So, um, they were really cool. Um, yeah, that's right. Sustainable and homesteading. 
I told the kids because you know these kids come from families who they eat TV dinners. They don't. The families don't have time to do this stuff. I mean, they're working their butts off to 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 pay the rent, yeah. to help their kids go to college. I, I mean, that's the, that is that is a way of life for a lot of people. So knowing that, I mean, they see our place, and I and you know I can tell. You know, it's like they're maybe not going to do this in a sense. So what I try, we try to break it down what they can do. And I told them, I said. There's something that you can do that doesn't cost you a dime. You don't have to plant anything. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to really do anything in a sense, like more than you have to. And it doesn't cost you a dime. And I, I said, it's, it's conservation. Turn off, the, turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth. Don't let it run. Um, turn off the light when you're not in the room. And, and I was like, isn't that something you guys can do? And they're like, yeah. And I said, it doesn't cost you a dime. So in a sense, it's, you know, you know, do you grow your food? Can you get, I mean, these kids are what, 16, 17. They're, they're coming from broken families, uh, gang families and stuff like that. So this to them was, you know, paradise and I, you know, and, um, and so I had to break it down and said, you know, you know how the how does our food get to our, how does the food get to the grocery store? People pick them. Okay, so think about that. People are picking that that stuff. So be conscious of that. Think about that when you when you when you buy your food. Um, and we all can't have the you know great food choices, but just think about it. Know and it's sometimes about knowing. You can't go and and they don't. They are not given that information either, you know, the, the, they're not have access to that. So, you know, I could tell that they, they really were like, yeah, we can do that. So that was, that was, um, it's not just about being sustainable. It's just about being conscious. And sometimes like I said, it doesn't take any money to conserve. So, yeah, it doesn't. That's amazing too. You think with the internet, you think that everybody has access to mm, all the information no. you could ever want. Yet they just no. don't. A lot of folks just don't know to go even look. No, I mean because they don't. Yeah, and they're. I don't know. Let's see, oxy. I wouldn't know what what their world is at that. You know, 17, 18, 16, 17, 18. Um, yeah. So they don't have access to the information, but they were just. You know, hopefully they'll go home and, and, you know, whether they do that now or 10 years from now or they'll remember and, and, and do something different. Um, and I just told them that, you know, small steps have, do have a big impact and just have to be aware. It's not, you know, just because it's not in the news doesn't mean, you know, they're, you know, the food, the food issues are bad, the social justice issues are bad, and the animal issues are bad, and the environment issues are bad. So there's a lot of issues that are out there. And so just to be aware of it and know, because without knowing, you can't do anything to change it. Yeah. Well, we've only got a couple more minutes um, mm -hmm. before this interview is over. So you're almost <laughs> off, off the, hook. the hot seat, yes. right? Uh, and I think, I know that for me, it's been a wonderful interview. So okay. thank you for sharing all this you're information. You're welcome. <laughs> but before we uh, mm -hmm. sign off completely, is there anything that you want to say or uh, question maybe you want to answer that's been some, or even ask of the audience and maybe they can respond through emails or whatever or comments on social media is there something you'd like to say to everybody hmm. before you go um 
Well, I'd like to thank everybody, you know, for sure, and for their support. Um, yeah, it's just been to know that people are are listening and and being inspired. That does help us. It keeps us going. Um, and like I said, we we do appreciate the feedback. Um, so I like to, you know, I'm grateful for that and thankful for that that we do have this opportunity um, to share because this way we are reaching into people's homes um, all over the world and so um, it's kind of kind of kind of weird thought actually to, to know that a lot of people t- are tuning in and, and, and listening to this um, share our story so I like to thank them for listening for sure yeah so thank you everybody for <laughs> tuning in thank you Anna East for doing this interview and putting up with me kind of pushing <laughs> with the questions a little bit yeah. You're a real trooper and you yeah, handled it you. really, really well. Yeah. And, uh, it's been a real joy yeah. doing these podcasts with you overall, but especially this one. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And and they have to, like I said, you know, they say, um, yeah, I, I am blessed to be here and and, and um, I'm glad I can share a little bit today. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to do it again. Okay. So this is just one time that you're on the hot seat. You'll be on the hot seat again. Don't worry. Okay. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and keep on growing. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Singing, oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East, Jordan. Keep Keep on growing. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.